Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. If the God of the Bible really exists, I would go gladly to hell. And anybody happy to go to heaven to worship such a creature is morally bankrupt. It is because God's wrath is real that his mercy is relevant. Unless you have a real wrath, the biblical concepts of mercy and of grace are robbed of their meaning. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Barbie's worldview has been with us for a long time. Nobody can tell you there's only one song worth singing. Huh? They may try and sell you cause it hangs them up to see someone like you. This is Wretched Radio. That, of course, is Mama Cass in the 60s live singing back when we used to do such things. Make your own kind of music. Did you catch the lyrics? There are some people who just want to hold you down because it hangs them up. So what are you encouraged to do by Mama Cass? That's right. Make your own kind of music. You say, what does that have to do with the new Barbie movie? Well, that song happens to be contained inside of that flick because it is sending a message. Like pretty much everything else about Barbie and pretty much everything else that Hollywood produces, it has a worldview baked into it. There is rarely, perhaps you could find an exception, I can't think of any, a piece of art literature, a play, film that doesn't have the author's fingerprints on it. Of course it does. And Barbie is no exception. And the reason that they chose this song from the 60s by Mama Cass is because it contains the worldview of postmodernism and perhaps more glaringly, The Autonomous Self. That's what that song is about. Make your own kind of music. Hey, they're just some people, man. Daddy-o, they're just hung up. They're they're old-fashioned. They don't like you that you're a hippie, that you're using drugs, that you believe in free love and all of the other issues that were a part of the 60s. So what are you supposed to do? Stop singing off the their song sheet. Write your own music and sing it loud and proud. Perhaps you have been shocked that suddenly America is so obsessed with the autonomous self, living for oneself. Example after example surrounds us. I was just reading the statistics about marijuana. They're trying to legalize it in Pennsylvania, of course, under the same old guise of, well, we need it for medicinal purposes. The number of car accidents, <laughs> I think, was 25% of car accidents. And I think those are the fatals, regardless, are involved. They've got pot people. In, that's what they're called, pot people. They've got people smoking the marijuana, the devil's lettuce, and then crashing and hurting people. The number of hospital visits 
I, I, I think like Arizona, it's up over 200 percent since 2012. Colorado, of course, California. And my favorite reason for people going to the emergency room, scrometing. That's right. Have you heard about the scrometing <laughs> that marijuana induces? You're so sick. You're going to you vomit and scream simultaneously. I'm still we actually went looking. We never did find it. <laughs> <laughs> we look and I just want to hear some scrometing now, not not because we you know we want to enjoy and rejoice in some people's suffering. But I think, you know, for the sake of education, I, I would like to hear what scrometing sounds like. And yet, what are these legislators in Pennsylvania trying to do? Promote it anyway. Why? Because you've got to let people Enjoy themselves. If that's what they wanted, what the individual wants, the collective does not matter. We are only concerned with the individual. I just found it. You, you should hear that. From 2020, 24.3% of drivers involved in fatal traffic crashes tested positive for pot. An increase from 14.8% just seven years earlier. Hmm. Michigan. The people who tested positive in fatal car crashes tripled. It's at 23.4%. Hey, let's let's let people be themselves as people who are not smoking pot are put in jeopardy. Doesn't matter. You got to let them do it, man. Got to let them have individual freedom. You got to let them make their own kind of music, sing their own special song. Here it is. Emergency room visits. In the following states, there were 918,000 marijuana-related emergency department visits in 2022. <laughs> oh, this is nice. See, who cares about the kids? A post-Christian world has no concern for the safety of children. The causes, a toddler inadvertently ingesting a parent's edibles, that's happening more frequently, to cannabinoid hypermesis syndrome. That's scrometing. 25% more likely to go to the hospital, to the emergency room, if you're smoking the marijuana. California, 89% increase in emergency department visits. Colorado, 148%. And in Arizona, 267%. For every dollar the government makes on pot, they have to spend four fifty to clean up the mess. We don't care. We don't care what happens to community. Make your own kind of music because you see the community is oppressive. You see the community doesn't want you to be happy. They want you to be conformed to their rules. And what do you need to do? You got to make your own kind of music. You got to sing your own special song. And Barbie is just the latest in a decades-long march to have the autonomous self lead the way in our cultural thinking. The Barbie movie. There's a, there's a part of me that says, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to take your kids to it. There's another part of me that says, not a chance. Why? Well, there's plenty of sexual innuendo inside of it. I'm looking at Plugged In. It's got some a little bit of wonky spiritual elements. They've got plenty listed for sexual content language. Um, the Lord's name is taken in vain almost 10 times. Cool. There's some violent content, drug alcohol content. Well, as long as nobody was smoking, I guess, because that 
That's the autonomous self can't smoke cigarettes. You can smoke pot, but apparently not the cigarettes. And it has a slew of other negative elements, which are rather pithily, concisely contained inside of an article from John Stone Street. This is perhaps an encouragement for us. You're probably not going to take your kids to the Barbie. I sure wouldn't. That's up to you. You're you're your autonomous family unit led by father and mother. I don't have any beeswax there. This is an opportunity to teach our kids discernment. This thing is loaded with worldview. Let me share with you again. This is courtesy of John Stone Street. He's from Barbie's World, an odd complaint in a society that won't say what a woman is. <laughs> that is kind of funny, isn't it? Hey, Barbie, this is about women. What is a woman? Well, we don't know exactly, but it's about women. Barbie not only engages with contemporary discussions about feminism, but also the biggest worldview questions like what's the meaning of life? What's going gone wrong with the world? What will fix the world? Huh? Well, those are big questions. Even in a movie, I've only seen about 10 seconds of it from a trailer. Uh, It's got that, you know, that otherworldly sort of the pastel color thing going on. Uh, It's it's very bright and cheery, but the worldview is very dark because they try to explain these things. When you watch something that you might even think is innocuous, there's a worldview in it. We, we watch we watch stuff most people don't. There's a show we bought a help. We bought a village. These are people from Great Britain who bought a village that was just totally dilapidated in Spain, France, or Italy, and then they spend the rest of their lives going into debt and trying to fix them up. And even in those things, you'll see worldview. There were there were a husband and husband duo. There's a worldview represented there. The people talk about how they think about human beings, how how they view the world, what is good in a show like that on the PBS. Yep, it's in everything. In Barbie land, the meaning and purpose of life are to be happy. And happiness is a female-run society. Libertine freedom Scarlet women and ragtime shameless music that'll grab your sons, your daughters. Sorry. Lines repeated throughout the film. Barbie is every woman and every woman is Barbie. That was another song, if I'm not mistaken. Barbies can be anything. So women can be anything. And it's all about making men look stupid and women being the ones who should be leading society. It's all over the movie. And it is a really good reminder that when you and I watch anything, consume any sort of art, guess what you're getting? You're getting some Mama Cass. Hey, I did pretty good there. Nailed it. (laughs) This is Wretched Radio. Sorry to ask you to do some arithmetic, but this is some math that will encourage you and make you very, very happy. This is one testimony of a mother who chose life because she saw her own baby, courtesy of an ultrasound from Preborn. 
I was terrified. I really didn't know what to do. The first time I saw the ultrasound, I was just amazed. I was like, oh my gosh, is that my baby? And I, like, I heard her heartbeat and I, I just, I just fell in love. If I could care about my daughter this much, if I could love my daughter this much, how much does God love me? Now take that one testimony and multiply it by 54,253 because that is the number of babies that were saved last year because of ultrasounds at preborn centers. Would you please help us grow that number by providing as many ultrasounds as possible at preborn.org slash wretched preborn.org slash wretched. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Wretched Radio today. Your support in the past has been kind of like a refreshing breeze on a hot summer day. But I have a challenge for you. We're on a mission to stand firm in the gospel and reach millions all over the world. You know that. I talk about it every day. As Paul said in Ephesians 6, Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Together, we can put on that armor and make a lasting impact. So what do you say? Are you ready to dive into an adventure with us and become an ongoing monthly gospel partner? It's kind of like taking that refreshing breeze on a hot summer day and turning it into a steady, life-giving win that empowers our ministry to spread the gospel far and wide. Visit wretched.org slash donate, text the word wretched to the number 44321, and together we can continue sharing this incredible message of grace and salvation with the world. Wretched, amazing grace, amazing gospel. I know how you're feeling at the thought of switching from traditional health insurance to MediShare, which is affordable biblical health sharing. That's a big decision, and it can be kind of scary, which is why Mrs. Freel and I researched MediShare and determined, yeah, we can trust this ministry, Christians paying for the health needs of other Christians. It's a magnificent ministry, 98% member satisfaction rate. It's amazing. The average family saves $500 per month. If that sounds intriguing, and I hope it does, please do your research. Visit metashare.com slash wretched, metashare.com slash wretched, or call them and talk to a really nice person at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE, 844-BIBLE. Books of the Bible. The Gospel of Matthew is an account of the life of Christ written by one of Jesus' disciples. Matthew's Gospel shows Jesus as the promised Messiah, God's anointed King and Savior. When you hear of the Kingdom of Heaven, remember that there is no kingdom without a king. Only those who bow before Jesus will enter His kingdom. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. No! Not more entertainment stuff! is Wretched Radio, bringing you, whether you like it or not, the latest celebrity infotainment news with a Bible verse slapped on it. You know, like most Christian morning shows, hi-oh, let's take a look at what the worldview is inside of Snow White. Disney, boy, they just, they just can't make enough (laughs) dreck. I think that was one of their good movies with, with, uh, my, my, Mike Myers, uh, yeah. Drek, I think that was pretty good. This Drek, it is loaded with worldview. Listen to this woman who is in the movie, the new release of Snow White, because 
you know, you have to take a classic and butcher it and infuse a contemporary worldview. This is such a great demonstration of anochronological, anochronological, there's the emphasis, snobbery. Looking back on something that was written 85 years ago, I mean, come on. The cartoon was made 85 years ago. Well, well see, look at how dumb it might yeah, we've, we've got updated because those people, they were so dumb back then. And therefore, it's extremely dated when it comes to the ideas of women being in roles of power. There it is. So let's take some contemporary feminist thinking. Take a classic written by people. It is so obvious these people were dum-dums. I mean, all they did was write something, animate it, put it on film, distribute it to theaters. Clearly, these people, it's amazing that they were able to survive. They were so dumb. This is the attitude of the current generation. Anything that is yesterday is stupid. There's no understanding, no thought, no contextualization of history. Therefore, we can throw it out, play with it like a puppet, and make it dance to our contemporary feminist tune. And uh, and what a woman is fit for in the world. And so when we came to reimagining the actual role of Snow White, it became about the fairest of them all, meaning who is the most just and who uh, can become <laughs> a fantastic leader. <laughs> I don't think those two things mean the same thing. Well, it's not the, the fairest. It doesn't mean like who's kind of equal in their judgment. No, it was who's the prettiest of them all. That's right. She was identified as pretty. Well, we don't we don't use those terms anymore because there is no such thing as pretty. By the way, these two women, um, it looks like they put in a pretty fair amount of time trying to be pretty. I'm just saying out of one side of the mouth and then out of the other. And the reality is, you know, Snow White has to learn a lot of lessons about coming into her own power before she can come into power over a kingdom. Ah, I see. I see. So who knew that this is... Talk about eisegesis. I'm going to take a thought. This is, this is almost as bad as a Stephen Furtick sermon, and I'm telling you, that's that's bad. Where I have a thought, I have an ideology, I have a tip, I have a life hack. I'm going to smash it into the text. That's eisegesis. Apparently, it's not just for preachers anymore. So the fact that she's not going to be saved by the prince and no. she's the proactive one and That's she's right. the one who set the terms. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Is what makes it so yeah. relevant to where we are today. Can a, can a woman ever be rescued by a man? So I'm just... I just want, I never want this to happen to these two women. They went hiking and they fell into a ravine. Their leg got stuck. And I, I received the call. Well, I can't, I can't rescue you girls. Cause I'm a boy. You don't want that. No, we wouldn't want anybody to be rescued by a man. This is why we'll be posting a new video next week. They are 20 questions intended to help husbands to be even better. Do you recall the statistics that Nancy Piercy shared in her new book, whose title escapes me at the moment? 
She was talking about the statistic that claims evangelical men get divorced at the same rate as pagans. And that's true. But evangelical men who actually practice the faith note staggeringly lower divorce rates. Furthermore, their wives are happier. Their children receive more attention. Sometimes when it comes to polls and statistics, the devil is in the details. These were questions intended to help us be better men, especially in an age when you've got the world saying men are just idiots. It's it's just a, all of this, hey, we just want some equal rights. How quickly it turns into, no, we want to dominate. <laughs> That's really what this is. Why? Because it's got CRT written all over it. Prince Charming, if I'm not mistaken, is a white male. Clearly oppressive. So we got to tear him down. No more Prince Charmings. Only queens who run the place. Because it isn't about equality. It's about domination. And we see the deconstruction all around us, don't we? The effort to try to take what used to be this and turn it into that. Go build your own thing. If you're postmodern, go do your own thing. Go into a state and just call all postmoderns. Hey, everybody, if you're postmodern, yeah, and you can make them a, t- a decision, then come to our state and we will live in our postmodern utopia. You can build whatever it is that you choose, but stop tearing down. And the reason that everything is a teardown is, is because it's Marxism. That's, 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 that is these, these very pleasant young women, oblivious to that, I'm certain, steeped in second and third wave feminism, all they want to do is just tear down the patriarchy. In more movie news, as witchcraft becomes a multi-billion dollar business, practitioners' connection to the natural world is changing. This is from Religion News. Did he catch that? Witchcraft is a multi-billion dollar business. That's a really good entertainment story right there, Jimmy. Do you know why? <laughs> why? Harry Potter! Oh. I'm just saying. The Harry, Harry Potter is the connection right there. How to Stay Entertained While Hollywood Strikes is the name of this article from The Cut. The world would like to help you get through a very sad time in American history when people in Hollywood are striking and we're not going to have our TV shows and left-track sitcoms. And filthy, foul movies just pouring into our homes. Here is... (laughs) I'd like to say I'm making this up, but this is a world that wouldn't stop and think for a moment to maybe read something deep. Now, to their credit, in this list, I think it's like 20 things, in this list, they do say, hey, go read a book. But what kind of book? Fantasy romance novel. So here's recommendation number one, crochet a bikini. Two, take a very long walk. Catch up on non-Vanderpump Bravo. Uh, So watch reruns of other shows. So if you're missing TV, well, go watch reruns or enter the villa. I, I don't, I, it's another series. Go, so go watch that. It's really smarmy stuff too. I'm guessing Love Island. Could it be? A, I don't think Mr. Rourke would approve of what goes on, on Love Island. Make a DIY sorbet. 
Do an Instagram purge. Make a dog Halloween costume. Get a library card. And now it's just to read novels. Sleep. Join a community garden. Watch HBO. (laughs) It's just so sad. Have a field trip. Learn to shuck an oyster. Line dry your clothes. Nap in the sun. Join a subreddit for your favorite show. Nothing about learning. Nothing about deepening. Nothing about serving others. No, you get to learn to shuck an oyster. By the way, by the way, just was reading. Oh, who was talking? Uh, it's it's a new book that came out about why people aren't going to church anymore. And they did a survey of thousands and thousands of people, and they concluded something that I think has been obvious to most of us for a long time: the churches aren't asking enough of people. We're just an add-on, and the problem is they can get whatever it is that these silly sideshows are offering packaged way better. And Netflix is way better than the movie sermon series that's being done at Saddleback, where you go see a husband and wife dressed up as little Bo Peep and as Woody. Although I think she should have been Buzz Lightyear. That would have been, I think, a little bit more reflective of the dynamic that Pastor Pastrix duo. Nothing about deepening. And the church isn't calling people to come into the deep and serve. The humans. We're designed by God. We're made to work. We're made to be in community. We are made to serve. Why? Because God is the serving God. The number of verses that talk about God serving us, staggering Luke chapter 12, when we see Jesus serving us at a banquet. What? What? We, we, those things are just woven into the fabric of our DNA. And the church offers all of those things, but they're just, don't ask people to do much. They won't come. Uh, turns out, just the opposite. Ask more, not less. This is Wretched Radio. And it's now time for a Wretched News break here on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. First up news from Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville, who's been pretty chummy with their checkbook here lately because they had to settle a lawsuit with a conservative Christian art student, Maggie DeJong. DeJong claimed the school muffled her free speech and discriminated against her, and it looks as though the courts were about to agree until the school said, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, we don't want to go that far. The settlement includes mandatory free speech training for three professors, probably not a bad idea, and revisions to the student handbook. DeJong was issued no contact orders after classmates complained her political viewpoints were a bit too conservative for their taste. The university, however, as you might can imagine, denies having policies against free speech. Moving on to the world of beer, another update coming from Bud Light, who seems a bit light in their wallet. I actually thought of that one all by myself. It was at home over the weekend, but hey, I wrote it down. Anheuser-Busch has lost reportedly a whopping $390 million in a second quarter, with sales down 14%. Their partnership with Dylan Mulvaney, of course, is at the center of the decline, which has allowed Modelo to surpass Bud Light in the U.S. market. And more sobering news, an American nurse and her daughter are the latest victims of kidnapping in Haiti. We told you about this earlier this week. Now the kidnappers are demanding a million dollar ransom for the nurse and her daughter to be released. 
The Christian aid organization, her family, and the U.S. State Department are working tirelessly for their safe return. And as we tell you daily here at Wretched, please be praying for all of our persecuted brothers and sisters abroad. And right now, make it a point to be praying for this nurse and her daughter. And now some unfortunate Christian news. Turning to Liberty University, where Jerry Falwell Jr. has decided to sue the university. This isn't the first time he sued the university. This time, he alleges they're exploiting his father's name and image. The man founded the university. Don't know how that one's going to hold up, Jerry Jr., but it is unfortunate to see Christians suing Christians. And I know what you're going to say about that statement, but let's just let it lie there, okay? And I have a story from Emerson College, located in Boston and also has facilities in Los Angeles and in the Netherlands. Why are they in the news, you ask? Well, it seems they're flushing traditional norms straight down the toilet. They're stocking menstrual products in men's bathrooms. College is saying they hope this move promotes inclusivity and reduces stigma. I guess some see this as progress. On the other hand, I think if you're going to stock menstrual products, stock them in the women's bathroom because it's only women who use them. And that's been today's Wretched News Break. More Wretched Radio straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Hermeneutics. Hermeneutics is the art and science of interpreting Scripture. One key principle of hermeneutics is the analogy of Scripture. If God is consistent and the Bible is God's Word, then the Bible is consistent. We can then use Scripture to interpret Scripture, understanding less clear verses in light of clear verses. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Story time! Which might actually be a bit of a nightmare. (laughs) This is Wretched Radio. My dad was married to my mom for nearly 20 years, and she mistreated him for most of that time. In God's kindness, by the time my mom died, she'd become a Christian, and I was able to know her as a wonderful mom, mother-in-law, and grandmother. But all of those good things happened after she divorced my dad. While married to him, she was a drunk who was violently abusive, slept around, made repeated attempts to leave him. Some of my earliest memories of life were watching my dad's futile efforts to love my mom, even though she always spurned his love. When she was drunk, he would help her sober up. When she would threaten to leave, he would plead for her to stay. When she was pregnant with me and my twin brother by... Another man who didn't want us, he took us as his own and put his name on our birth certificate. Even after she left him, when she was in need, he was always there to offer help. Decades later, after she had changed and it was too late to restore their marriage, she lost her battle with cancer. My dad came to the family visitation at the funeral home and wept over her casket, covered in a beautiful spray of daisies that he paid for because he always knew those were her favorite flowers. That is the story of a real dad. 
is where it might become a nightmare for you. That true story, yet allegorical to the love of another father. And that would be your heavenly father. And suddenly you start shaking. Oh, no, not more of this God loves me business. There's only so much I can stands and I can't stands no more. That's unfortunate because that tune will be sung differently in heaven. That's, that is everything you're going to be doing in heaven. Now, please note. You're going to be doing a lot of stuff in heaven. If you'd like to see what that stuff is, we just posted a YouTube video about heaven. I can't recall the title, but if you put in wretched heaven, you'll see the video that talks about all of the activities from leisure, recreational, work, learning, creating. We're going to be busy, 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 but we're also going to be worshiping and we are going to do it in a way that brings us more joy than we ever imagined. And here's the good news. Uh, the worship set won't begin with ACDC. So right away, it's going to be better. You know that. But as you do all of these things, you're going to be doing one thing. You're going to be loving God more. How does that work? You're going to be loving God more because you're going to be doing things in heaven the way that we're really supposed to be doing them on this earth. Everything that we do and enjoy. I have a red solo cup filled with water. My cynical friends. Look at this. God provided a really... I think these cups used to be thicker, if I remember. Nevertheless, look at this nice red cup filled with clean water. Came out of a water purifier. And as I drink this water, I should be thinking of the living water who provided it for me. And that is why in heaven, as you go about the business of playing tennis or chess or whatever it is that you're into, you're going to be thinking, how wonderful is God that he gave this to me? That, that the giver is so magnanimous that he provides everything for me? That's why you're going to be growing in your love for God more and more. And we would do well to start growing now. Why not enjoy it now? I know you might have some objections. This might be a bit of a struggle for you, but maybe it's worth the effort to overcome them. It's, it will be overcome for you in heaven. Why not start enjoying the love of God now? If this is a struggle for you, the great love of God a book by Dr. Heath Lambert, forward by Johnny Erickson Tata, is our gift to you. I'm not kidding. It's our gift. There is not a string attached. You do have to pay for shipping. I grant you that. But the book is free, courtesy of our gospel partners, because Christians should be drinking it in. We, we really should. We should be drinking it in. The love of God. And I think... I'm not certain, but I'm pretty sure there's a drought of that kind of preaching these days. I'm not saying run away from expository preaching, just the opposite. Let's just make sure our exposition gets to the place God wants to take us, to experience Him and His goodness. This is from the book, The Great Love of God, some descriptors. These are all biblical descriptors of what God's love is like. Let's start with a dad, shall we? That's why he's called father. 
David says, as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Hey, Dad, how do you feel about your kids? Yeah, God God feels like that about you only a lot more. Fatherhood helps us understand something true about God, namely that the same loving compassion a human father has for his children reflects the love of God for his people. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. Boing! That should cause you to understand. Whoa. Let maybe Maybe do this today. Out of all of these descriptors, biblical descriptors of God's love for us contained in this book that we'd like to give to you if you visit wretched.org slash love, wretched.org slash love, pick one and think about it deeply. Let yourself do that. You maybe have to give yourself permission to enjoy the thought, okay, wait a second. I, I know what a father's love is like because I know the way that I love my children. Well, that's how God loves you. Why don't you ponder that for a bit? Or you could ponder that God's love is like a faithful shepherd from the book. The work of a, sh- the work of a shepherd is the work of love. Jesus makes this connection. John chapter 10. He draws a distinction between two kinds of people who watch over sheep. You got yourself the true and good shepherd sees danger, lays down his life. Then you got the hired hand. God isn't a hired hand. The Lord is your shepherd. And David, who wrote Psalm 23, knew what that meant. The shepherd tends. The shepherd protects. The the, the shepherd comforts, calms, soothes. So when God calls himself a shepherd, then that means you're never going to experience want. You are going to be as loved as a shepherd loves the sheep. So when you face stuff, you can know, the Lord's my shepherd. It's going to be okay because he loves me. God's love is like a great dad. God's love is like a shepherd. God's love is like the earthen clouds. What? These are, these are visual pictures that are painted for us in the Psalms. Psalm 57, 10, 103, 11, Your steadfast love is great to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the clouds. I think that's where they got that song. I think I nailed that impression, if you don't mind me saying so. Pretty close. That was just bang on, wasn't it? Why don't you think about that? Just let it happen. How much does God love you? Look up. See the heaven, not the clouds. See the heavens beyond it, which you can't see the end of. That's how much love God has. You got to start by recognizing that God is infinitely love. He's got that much. And he aims it at you because he's brought you into his love through the redemptive work of his son and the regenerating power of his Holy Spirit. And it's yours. The earth is full of your steadfast love. So that's how much love God has. And he uses tons of word pictures in the Psalms. God's love is like a faithful husband. The marriage metaphor this is God that is the Im- that is desiring for you to enjoy that. Do you? 
might I encourage you, if you don't, for whatever reason, or you've neglected it, for whatever reason, busy season of life, etc. Do you think you could find some time today and let yourself enjoy and be moved by the love of God? Just enjoy it. There's tons of sanctifying fruit that will come from it, but that's not why you want to enter into this. Enter in to thinking. It's not a mystical experience. Thinking about the love of God. Ponder it deeply. Meditate on it. Because he wants you to know that he loves you. Wretched.org slash love. This is Wretched Radio. Ah, some good news. Two encouragements from the Tomorrow Clubs. They have hundreds of weekly kids meeting clubs in Eastern Europe, but now they've expanded to Africa and the kids are swarming the Tomorrow Clubs. They have never seen greater attendance than the hundreds of new clubs that they are opening up in Africa. That should encourage all of us. The gospel is going for and reaching kids in unreached places. Encouragement number two, would you like to become a Tomorrow Club's ministry partner? Your support will help the Tomorrow Clubs open up even more Tomorrow Clubs and reach even more kids with the gospel. Please consider becoming a ministry partner at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Are you tired of the endless scrolling and mindless internet browsing? Well, you can absolutely break free from the digital realm and enter the Bible Zone. This month, we invite you to unlock the power of the scriptures with our exclusive Bible Zone bundle. With the Bible Zone bundle, not only will you learn to read your Bible better, but you'll also desire to read it more. This $100 value is available all month long for only $39.99. Buckle up and get ready to enter the Bible Zone by picking up the Bible Zone bundle, including Herman Who, It's Not Greek to Me, Drive-By Theology, Jesus Unmasked, plus all four study guides to go along with the resources, all for $39.99, but only during the month of August. Visit wretched.org slash Bible Zone right now to place your order, but hurry up before time runs out. Like the Pointer Sisters, I am so excited and I just can't hide it. The Masters Academy International is embarking on a bold new program to distribute Bibles internationally. There are oh so many wretched people who love to give to ministries who are giving out Bibles. And the Masters Academy International is going to start doing just that in the Philippines. But they don't want to give out just any Bible to just anybody. They're going to give away John MacArthur Study Bibles to Christians who cannot afford them in a local Bible teaching church. Can you imagine the impact? How much do you love your MacArthur Study Bible? For $25, you could put a Bible into the hands of a believer in the Philippines. I'll do the math. It's not tricky. Four Bibles, $100. Maybe you could commit to giving a Bible a month to a believer in the Philippines. Please visit wretched.org slash Bible, wretched.org slash Bible to join the Master's Academy International. Attributes of God 
God is just. Since he is the standard of right and wrong, every judgment he makes is right and just. He rewards good and punishes evil. The good news for sinners is that the just God offers to justify you through the atoning work of Christ so that your sins are punished on the cross and Jesus' righteous deeds are accounted to you. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Like I said, Jim Davis, this is Wretched Radio. What's a Jim Davis? He's the author of a new book that I referenced earlier about the reason why millions of Americans ain't going to church anymore. 40 million Americans have stopped attending church in the last 25 years. You got you got to ask some questions. What in the world is going on? And of course, we know there are a lot of things happening. Uh, the insights from this particular book, however, might just help your church to be a church that people want to come to, even though it's harder. That's right. This is what the book asks. What if the problem isn't that churches are asking too much of their members, but that they aren't asking nearly enough? that they aren't being demanding at all, that they're just letting people come and enjoy and partake and consume and then skip on to the next place as soon as they've had their fill of whatever it is that you're offering. From the article, I thought this was some helpful information. He cited another reason. People are just too busy and too tired. It's a lame excuse. We all know that. I think a lot of that is motivated by the autonomous self. Hey, I just need some me time, man. I want to be like the Commodores on a Sunday morning. I, 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 I got to get rest sometime. You know, work is so crazy. And Saturday, I'm just running around all over the place. And while it is that our 21st century society can indeed be a wee bit taxing, it's a lame excuse. Might I ask, is that your excuse? If it is... Might I ask you to consider making some adjustments so that you're not so poopedicated? The, the the reason that I'm a little dubious about people saying, you know, I just don't have some time. I'm always frazzled. Is the the average amount of time that we spend on our cell phones looking at nonsense? Hours per day. Hours per day. Put it down. Take a nap. Put it down. Get some rest so that you can do the important thing. From the article, contempor- this is a review of that particular book in the Atlantic. Contemporary America simply isn't set up to promote mutuality, care, or common life. Rather, it's designed to maximize individual accomplishment. Bingo, the autonomous self. Such a system leaves precious little time or energy for forms of community that don't contribute to one's own professional life, or as one ages, the professional prospect of one's children, interestingly, was reading that megachurches, the big ones, they continue to grow. Now, assuming the observations by Jim Davis are accurate, that that people just won't go to church unless it have offers a professional benefit, why are these megachurches growing? I can't tell you how many times, literally, I've heard people say, I'm not going to mention Andy's name, that they go to that church because, well... So many connections there. Oh, so it does enhance one's professional life or standing as a social club or as a connector to better business. 
Oh, maybe that's why they're growing. Finally, the tragedy of American churches is that they've been so caught up in this same world that we now find they have nothing to offer these suffering people that can't be easily found elsewhere. Psychologists will try to help them, all kinds of self-help books. Why are we preaching sermons that are nothing more than life hacks? Maybe with a Bible verse alluded to, American churches have too often been content to function as a kind of vaguely spiritual NGO, an organization of detached individuals who meet together for religious services to be inspired, get life advice, or have a positive emotional experience. And it seems that the world ain't buying what the church is selling. Isn't that interesting? Then that... That's, that is why the church is to be the one another center and to be the place where if you need recovery, you can take that time and we're going to help you heal and get whole. But when you do, you got a job to do. How do I know? Because the Holy Spirit has given you a job. He's given you a gift and he wants it to be activated, particularly in the context of the local church for the flourishing of the body so that This institution can be the densest manifestation of God's presence on earth and that we do it well and that we are loverly as we go about the business of doing so. More church news. I don't know why this surprises me. When I think Quakers, I I think of that, that cylindrical box of oats with that guy with the white hair on it. Oh, those guys, they must. They must be the, like so, so, so puritanical. Uh, the Quakers have always been rather liberal. It's the friends, the, the religious society of friends. It's a faith that unites people through a belief in each person's ability to experience the light within or answering that of God in everyone. Well, they're standing by the trans people in Great Britain. Now, please note this particular the Pink News article. It says that they are standing by trans people so that they don't get harmed. We stand by that. Fortunately, the Quakers, thats they stand by a lot more, including the worldview. Quakers have a long history of solidarity with the LGBT community. Back to the 60s, they published Towards a Quaker View of Sex. Wow. See these things—they've been—they—they've been simmering for so long. Somehow, the lid has been kept on top of all of these progressive ingredients that are making this ghoulish stew. Well, the temperature now is hot enough that the stew is boiling over. I'm not sure that my cooking illustration worked perfectly, but the point is, it ain't the same place. But it didn't happen in the blink of an eye. These. Systems have been built for decades. These worldviews have been introduced centuries ago. Now, they would have never imagined we'd go this far, but they were introduced even in the Romantic period about expressing yourself. You, You won't know happiness until you cast off the shackles of the Christian worldview and be the way that you want to be, so wrote the Romantics. It, it's uh, Percy Shelley, Byron, and Keats. I can't remember. One of them was straight. <laughs> Should tell you something. Not that it's actually a Christian church, but the LDS 
by 2044 could be worth $1 trillion. Wow. It's good to be a Mormon if all you want is some earthly wealth. One third of Americans never attend church. We know this, especially young adults. It's even higher. People aren't going to church. You know, here's, here's a question to ask, Pastor. I'm just, I'm just asking. This is, this, believe me, this, this is not a finger point. Uh, is your church a place where if some of your members invited folks to church, which isn't evangelism, it's inviting people to church, what would those folks experience? Now, please note, please note, I am not recommending seeker sensitivity, just the opposite. Is the church so churchy that they smell something different? You know, you used to smell something different when you walked into a church. It was called incense. You knew you were in a church. Okay, do they see Christians loving one another, serving one another, encouraging one another, admonishing one another, helping one another, doing all of those things? Does the service emanate divine meaning? They know that they're watching something that isn't earthly, that they're seeing something that is just plain different than anything else. Any and any little club in the country, this place is unique. It's, you know, Christian, perhaps worth pondering. In the meantime, it looks like Pope Francis <laughs> wants to bring back the no, the no meat eating business. You know why, of course, not because it's biblical, silly rabbit. It's because it's going to help climate change. Hey, here's a testimony about Christian music. Jimmy, would you like to know the number one song on the charts? It's the number one album on Christian music charts on iTunes. What is it? And that's that's like iTunes is it. Uh-huh. That's that's the place to be. Flamey Grant. Not uh, Amy Grant. Flamey Grant. That would be bad enough. <laughs> Flamey Grant is the, is the name. It's called Bible Belt Baby. Flamey Grant is the first drag performer to top the Christian music charts. How cool is that? Known for a one-man drag show called Godless Sheathen, a drag comedy cabaret about a sinner saved by lace. hi <laughs> Now, it's entirely possible Christians aren't downloading that, and it's the world that has gotten a hold of it and maybe even made an effort to make it popular so that it rises to number one in the Christian charts. Um, does anybody have any connections in iTunes? How do, shouldn't there be some sort of screening system that certain things shouldn't even be released or on the charts of, you know, Christians? What a world. What a world. Let's be the church. And until tomorrow, go serve your king. <laughs>